Welcome everyone to Haters Drinking Hatred. The deadline has passed. It's over. It's over at last. Uh, we can all turn off the notifications on Woj's Twitter and Windy's Twitter. Uh, with me as always to discuss it, uh, a man who nearly did die at the trade deadline. Uh, Siddharth Mehta, how are you doing? There were some shocks there. Uh, you stopped texting me for a while. <laughs> you were, uh, I believe you were in hospital <laughs> for a minute or two. There was some shit yeah, went I, down. You okay? I uh, very briefly considered like what a trade would look like if I was a Sacramento Kings fan. Ah, uh, that's never good. That's never no, good. That's that, a, that's I just a... fell into Quick. panic immediately, yeah. and I almost, uh, almost, uh, yeah, it was it was I horrifying. Believe, I found I purple the... like clothes everywhere. I don't know how it happened. I believe even the Kings front office does not want to assess trades as a Kings person. That's how they cope. That's their coping mechanism. They just do willy nilly shit. They <laughs> just whatever the fuck. Wow. <sighs> yeah. Is it? I think is because Vlade still gets to walk around in the building. Is that enough I, now? I think that's what it is. I think only Vlade is allowed to think of it from the Kings' perspective. All the other front office guys just keep their sanity in place. Have to look at it from the other team's perspective, which is why they end up. That's the only way Tyrese Halliburton is getting traded away, man. If you're only looking at it from the other side, from the Pacers' perspective, that's it the only hard, way man. that fucking trade makes sense. I like that we started right with this trade. We didn't even not, leave no, the cold open. We, Forget no, it. We, we'll come back. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to the Kings because there's there's a whole other thing to unpack. And I want to talk about Carlisle. I want to talk about the, the what I believe is a fantastic tra- trajectory the, the Pacers are charting out. But we will start with the biggest trade of the night, right? But do we have to? We do have to. Sid, we've been avoiding them now. We haven't mentioned his name for months, Sid. Except that one episode where we did a five-minuter on that. And that's yeah, it. You, we you have to talk about him. Just... You're just bad at censoring yourself. That's your fault. We we have to do it. We have to talk about him. Uh, James Harden moved to the Philadelphia 76ers. And Ben Simmons is now a Brooklyn net. I'm just going to run through the, the core of this, uh, the entire list of this trade. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets got Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a 2022 first round pick, a 2027 first round pick. Um, there's some protections on that second one. There are protections on um, um, that second one in top eight protection till 2028. Uh, and the 76ers got James Harden and Paul Millsap. Sid, your first thoughts on this trade. Instant reactions. I can't believe they both got what they wanted. I can't believe it's everyone crazy. got what they wanted. Everybody what Somehow, just the worst people won. All yeah. the worst people got all the things. Yeah, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I can't believe it's become like this. But I've fallen into the narrative morality play that that that's going on outside this. Normally, I don't care, but like this is so bad. Uh, this is such a horrible feeling to see these people rewarded for their self selfishness and like disregard for any convention, and. Uh, they're all going to get rewarded for this. And I'm just hoping that there's some karmic balance that will not let this happen, you know. And it's not just getting rewarded accidentally. It is getting rewarded as a direct result of their bad behavior, Sid. That's what's really fucking horrifying. Is that the whole reason Ben Simmons is currently on the Nets is because he acted like a fucking asshole. The only reason James Harden is on the 76ers because... And we can we, we can break this down and get into it as well. Is because he probably stopped giving a shit. Yeah, uh, he gets paid forty million a year, Sid. 
I think I was listening to a podcast about the trade deadline and I think it was Tim McMahon who said like James Harden is an elite quitter. Yeah. That's actually super fair. That is super fair. But I just I just want to talk about this trade in, in one perspective. This is like for me the other thing about this trade there's no point discussing it also is because you're really talking about the Ocean's 11 of trades right where every single character in the trade every meaningful character in the trade is 100% an unreliable narrator you cannot trust a single person in this trade and take them at face value you cannot trust what ben simmons says because does he have mental issues uh, mental hardships or is he saying that or is his shooting actually a result of the mental hardships that go unacknowledged but he's just making up mental hardships to stay away from the 76ers no clue this may still be a dude who never takes a jump shot his entire run in brooklyn and still helps him out in some capacity can't trust that dude cannot trust james harden he looked fat one day on the rockets and the next day was in shape for the nets his body lies that's how bad james harden is as a liar and can't trust darren mori either cuz darren mori is also fucking horrible at this shit darren mori lies all the fucking time he's also an elite level liar There's no point discussing operating this trade because you actually don't know. We've been talking about is James Harden dropped off ten percent? You have no idea. He could have been doing that on purpose. This whole he thing. He probably was doing it on purpose. Yeah, and then he comes back in seventy sixes and he's just bawling out. I lost a half step, my ass. Did you it see is... the All Star Game video? Where yes, they were James Harden went. Oh, oh man, that was so good. It was just. It, it was insanely funny. You know it it would have been less fun if it was anybody else aside from Kevin Durant's absolutely emotionless death stare constantly not even looking into camera slightly off camera i believe yeah. like he just didn't even want to make eye contact with the lens and lebron yeah. is just having a blast Kevin Durant just looks like his soul has left his body he is only here to go through this fucking shit Oh. Yeah, and he was just like i need some interior defense i need some size i need Like and we were here last year when they were like hating on the Jazz uh, All Stars yeah. and like picking Gobert last on purpose because they were laughing at the Jazz the same way that they're laughing at this pick today. Where uh, for context, basically Durant could have picked Harden, but instead he picked Gobert, and then that meant uh, James Harden was the last selection. Um, and everyone started laughing. you know and and the best part was also safe for the end when uh, lebron is like oh but is james harden going to play at the playoff at the all star game because he's injured right now right and then barkley was like no no he got traded right now so he's not injured anymore <laughs> and everyone That's... laughed again including kd this time who couldn't keep it in anymore of course not so yeah. charles was throwing max shade they've all been throwing oh, incredible shade between uh, this trade by the way shade. on both sides has been hammering Yeah, they're gonna play each other next month. Yes, that this is already, already said, this is already wait. a A plus plus rivalry. <laughs> It's just bizarre. Oh you don't God. think you don't think Joel Embiid want, doesn't want to dunk so hard on Ben Simmons' face that it breaks? You don't <laughs> ben think Simmons that Ben Simmons wants to guard the entire team and like block everybody's shot once? It's going to be amazing. I think Joel and Ben are going to go fucking at each other, but I also think Harden is just going to drop 
he he's going to fucking kill Kyrie man he's going to fucking murder Kyrie and he's going to burn sage right off fucking afterwards did you hear that story this yes. is amazing the reporting that is going to keep coming out of just this this plot line of this silent battle that occurred and it clearly is a silent battle they never had, never said a word to each other apparently like in anger it has been all very cordial so high one sec, we were talking about this as complete hearsay of the show right did you look further into this i i saw two separate reports both have been denied so there was one report that said that there was a one on one between kyrie and harden at a training facility yeah. and kyrie just slaughtered James Harden like slaughtered him in that one on one and yeah. apparently said to someone else that James Harden is washed is the is the word yeah i saw that used, i saw that report right? but it's very unreliable i mean we have to it's really very unreliable em- it, it quotes it quotes an unnamed um nets exact the second report was uh, i think mu- multiple people reported i think it came from uh, i think it was also reported on the athletic or the obliche one of the two and uh, that basically said that uh Kyrie Irving was in uh, was in Cleveland for that game for the for the one of the few games he's played this season was in Cleveland and he decided to burn sage in the arena to rid all the bad juju that Cleveland has kind of caused him and caused to themselves and you know all the troubles that the Cavaliers have gone through since you know they traded Kyrie and he started burning the stage and James Harden gives him a stare like Kyrie's from another fucking planet that apparently was it's been crafted as that was the moment where harden realized this person is fucking nuts and i don't want to be here anymore <laughs> because kyrie started burning sage man we're just <laughs> just to be clear again i don't care if it's true i don't care if it's we're true we're just extrapolating i love <laughs> I the storyline but it's complete fiction at this point okay yeah i don't care kyrie said kyrie apparently tweeted back at that story saying you're a you're a you're a simpleton or some shit like that yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre <laughs> like this is so amazing so that's I've what i was going to say point. by the way uh you think you think it's all one way but actually i'm pretty sure kyrie wants to send a message to james harden as well oh 110 of course because clearly this is uh, all these stories may be garbage right all of them may be garbage yeah but if harden has left something has clearly hit the fan there right yeah. things on the court were not as bad kyrie was playing half the games and new york looks like it's well on its way to ending their mandates right so there was yeah, yeah. a very good shot of all three of them being back in the playoffs kyrie was only gone for like 3 weeks a month injured and another few weeks and he'll be back things on the court did not look as they've lost eight but that's without Kyrie uh, that's without uh, KD and Kyrie playing half the games it did not look as bad as it's making it's being made out to be so it had to be something personal and it has to be those two guys oh, i it don't know what does. you're talking about they've lost 11 games in a row 11 games now yeah but it's it's half with uh, Kyrie Irving half the games are with Kyrie Irving the majority yeah, was them lost. without him and yeah i know it's it's and Joe Harris is injured as well but once KD comes back it's all good That's it. You just yeah. fuck it. Who cares? Go listen, to the plane. Who gives a shit? Listen, Kyrie Irving hasn't finished a season yet. Oh my god! Yeah, I think the last time was um, no. The last time actually, he won all, a championship. All four, all four years in Boston. I don't think he finished a season. Three years oh, in Boston. He did finish one. The season where the last season before he walked out on them, where he super quit in that final playoff series. I think it was against the Sixers only. Where, no, they've beaten they... the Sixers every time. The the Celtics. Okay, then uh, then it must have been the Bucks. Uh, it was Boston the Bucks. Was the Bucks. Right. Boston so Kyrie Bucks, yes. just 
didn't turn up for two to, the last two games in the sense that he was really just phoning it in and he so so totally quit on the team so it was a horrible play i just i i hate watching these two players sometimes like oh, they're both so skilled that you have to watch what they're doing and it's all amazing when they're doing that but all the other times when they're being petty and stupid it's just unwatchable basically but i mean this you know? is now this really is stupidity to a level where it's unconscionable like it's just look at the shit that we are discussing we're talking about fights over burning sage and none of neither of us care that it's true because both of us kind of sort of believe this happened yeah we can fully believe that this went down because james harden just walked in and was like wow i, I agree with none of this none of this fucking works for me i just want i just want miami or milwaukee to win the east yeah i don't want either of these teams you know seriously and it's not i'm really not making a morality but you're absolutely right you know we tend to get caught up in this stuff but i just fucking hate those guys i hate i now I, hate i don't want to watch james harden play basketball like i just aside don't want to watch from, it and on the net aside from kd and seth i hate everyone on that fucking team joe harris yeah. actually has done nothing wrong to me fuck him fuck joe harris too yeah fuck joe harris he gets paid too much for us to like him <laughs> i love seth curry he's amazing yeah. and i love kd he's amazing they yeah. they should move but everyone yeah. else on the nets can fuck off like fuck yeah. straight off all right that's that trade let's move on we we, we can talk about that for 17 hours the second trade i want to talk about and there are a lot we're not going to cover all of them we're just going to go through a few that we really want to discuss and the rest are you know all over the internet anyways the second trade i want to discuss very very quickly Kristaps <sighs> Porzingis to the Wizards and Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans to the Mavs said now we've been talking about this Kristaps Porzingis will they won't they this almost happened a, a trade of this nature almost happened at the last deadline uh this is one deadline removed from when Kristaps Porzingis did actually join the Mavs from the Knicks um has barely played has been constantly injured but He has now got two years left on that deal, right? Thirty something million. I'll I'll get the exact numbers here. But the Mavs have traded for Davis Bertans, who, by anyone's measure, fifty million left on his contract over the next three years. It's it's less of a annual impact than the Porzingis deal, but it's just as bad a contract, perhaps more movable. And Spencer Dinwiddie, eh, not really much of a. improvement there you know he's shooting a career low it's just it's so stupid why make this trade and pozingas seemed to be on an upswing this year it's not a huge upswing let me be clear before you start i'm not saying it's a huge fucking upswing i'm not saying he was back to anywhere i'm not even saying he was back to 75% new york pozingas but he was getting better why not just see out this season and like try and ship him off to something worthwhile throw in all your picks do some other shit This seems like trading deck chairs on the Titanic. I mean for the for the Wizards it's amazing because now they have this one player and if he clicks next season great otherwise screw it they'll just keep running on nothing changes in life for them. But I think for the Mavs this is just ridiculous. I have no idea what the Mavs are doing with this one. Uh I think the mo- the most uh overlooked part of it is I think the Mavs just want to keep some salary space so they can sign people like Jalen Brunson. and some of the other people they still have on the team because they gave hardaway a massive deal also so yes. they don't have that much space 
and with Porzingis taking up so much space, I don't think they could have afforded to give uh, uh, some of the other squad players any money. So Dorian Finney-Smith and uh, uh, Jalen Brunson, like Finney-Smith just signed a new deal because of that trade, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a tough one because I think they just thought that everyone is trying to uh, uh, lowball them on on pausing his offers, trying to force them into a bad deal. But the the thing that Dallas chose is the ability to make some kind of move later uh, in there with without giving anything to a, a competitor, basically. Right. So instead of benefiting somebody in a trade deal, they thought they'd take a bit of a loss themselves, but then decide how to manage their uh, team roster with signing, maybe, uh, sorry, uh, of uh, giving their own players that they want to keep their core better contracts and offloading these worse contracts. And Porzingis, that he was the problem was everyone's trying to get him on the cheap, like I said. But the other yeah. thing is, it's just getting tougher and tougher for him to play basketball with Doncic. They really aren't getting along. And it seems to be getting worse. So, why not just take him now? You know? Yeah, yeah. So, it, so they see, saw his form go up and they thought, okay, he's at some kind of higher peak now. We can set, we can trade him for some Before he breaks decent... again. Yeah, exactly. And he did break, yeah. by the way. He's already not playing. He's already not played the last five games. So... Uh, you know, Washington took him knowing this. Yeah. That tells you where Washington is mentally also. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay, quick quick question here. Uh, before you, you think... get to any questioning, I just yeah. want you to remember that this is the first and only time two Latvian players have been traded for each other in the NBA. That is an incredible super stat. Thank you for that one, Sadat. Holy shit. I didn't know that. that was, that's... Um... See, this is the kind of research. This is why Siddharth Mehta is on the podcast because he's Dang on the pulse of what's just, happening with the Latvian players in the NBA. Guys, no one else is following that shit. That beat, you that know beat what? is purely you know Siddharth Mehta. I got another Mehta's one for you. I got another one for you. <laughs> Here we go. I got okay. another one for you. Dennis <laughs> Schroeder and Daniel Theis got traded for each other. So they're the only two German players that have got <laughs> traded for each other. This swath of European information is just so helpful for our for our seven listeners. They're just losing their shit right now. It's like wow, <laughs> it's never such a before. such a global league, right? Such a global league. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that stat. I've, now I'm completely derailed. I can't. I don't know where the fuck I was. I think we just it have doesn't to matter. It it's something okay. stupid about posing. Is like there's nothing. No, new I was that no, I was good. I was going to ask. Okay, so I, I just want to ask. This Porzingis deal, um, it seems perfect. This is exactly the kind of player a tanking team wants because high upside, no downside if you want to crash and burn, right? Because he's going to be out anyways. The second he starts to get better, someone will fucking trade for him. Um, do you think this summer with these deals, um, they're just going to say, fuck it, all right, Beal's going to leave. He's not going to sign that extension. And we just go into the tank. Is this step one of accepting their fate and saying, fuck it, we're going to start tanking now? Absolutely not. Because Beal is just going to sign into this deal and then get traded. 
So they've got one more season where they have to suffer through trying to build around no, no, Bradley Beal and do it badly. It'll be oh, a sign and trade. Yeah, hmm. he'll hmm. get his all his years, okay, at max, at max money, not but not designated player exception at max level, and he'll get traded to somebody, some other team for their superstar or their role players, probably role players. And they're not gonna get they probably role players and. Picks really yeah. because, and that's that's fair because no one's really got cap space anyways aside from unless he wants to go to San Antonio. Uh, there's no one really with a ton Even of cap San Antonio is doing random nonsense. So we we might just let we might just do a second of that as well. But uh, yeah. that's that for this one. We we do have to jump ahead to another trade and said ah, I want all the thoughts on this one. Um, CJ McCollum has been traded to the Pelicans. Uh, I'm just going to get the uh, the complete trade here. But, yeah, all right. I finally have it. There's so many. This list is so long. CJ McCollum, Larry Nance Jr. and Tony Snell are going to the Pelicans for... It's <sighs> a long one. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Josh Hart, Didi Luzada, Thomas Sauderansky, a 2022 first-round pick with protections, uh, that a 2026 second-round pick, and 2027 second-round pick. Sid... What do you think the Pelicans are trying to do here? Let's keep in mind that Zion has not played this season. Um, it's all will he, won't he. They've got Brandon Ingram. Um, but that's really that's really about what they have on the court. They've brought in CJ, who's a great shooter, um, scorer off the ball as well, and, and decent on the ball. They haven't given up much, aside from a bunch of second-rounders and maybe a pick. What do you think about this trade? Uh, it, it, it's a really weird one. I, I right, yeah. I I had I had one thought, and I want I just want to know what you think of it. This is one of those trades where neither side really wins nor loses. It's deck chairs because, of course, you want to bring in CJ McCollum on this package. This it's fine. It's one first rounder and two seconds right over the next four years and. Players that you were basically going to get rid of, Nikhil Alexander, or Josh Hardy, Luzar, Thomas Saransky, fine, whatever. And what you're getting back is Larry Nance Jr. and CJ. So it's a trade you should make because on paper, it's really good for the Pelicans. But also, it does nothing for them. Like, it, it's an upgrade that does not improve you in any significant way. I mean, it kind of does. It's an upgrade. I'm not saying it's not an upgrade. I'm saying it doesn't improve you in any significant way because... You're still. I mean, it does. It does. It, it does in some ways. I think the thing is, this team has no experience at all to speak of. So they have somebody who's at least played a lot. It actually, I mean, even Larry Nance is, is a little bit has a few more years on him than most of the other the uh, rest of the roster. Does he have a so, chip as well? I think he has a championship as well, Larry Nance. I think so. Yeah, he was in Cleveland. Yeah. That's the yeah. other thing. So uh, I don't know. It's tough, but like. It, it makes sense in some ways. Like, they need the scoring. They need the perimeter threat. They don't. They just don't have a good flowing offense. I mean, Ingram's good, but he's, he can't, like, play make or do stuff aside from sh- shot making on his own. So, instead of getting another playmaker, they just got another shot maker and creator in, in McCollum. But he's not, like, just some above average guy. He's almost elite. Like, he's scored so many threes. He's created so many shots for himself in the mid-range, etc., etc. So... Um, it'll be good because they need stuff outside 
uh, in the on the perimeter because if, when Zion does come back, it he will be inside, so he can't have anybody else coming in there and crowding it for him. So, yeah, I can't think of anybody else they could have gotten for this. At, at for this package, place, yeah, that's the yeah, thing. The Pelicans the really overachieved with this package. Yeah. They really did because two months ago, Portland were having conversations about Ben Simmons with CJ yeah. McCollum. They might not have been serious conversations, but I'm sure with a with a decent pick package, there would have been a if Harden wasn't on the table and Beal and Lillard weren't on the table, there mm-hmm. was there was a point where you could talk yourself into CJ as well, right? On the 76ers for a player who hasn't played and is passing up dunks. Yeah, but for Portland, this is a for their number two guy and the guy who's been their number two guy for six, seven years, I think. Yeah. This is a poor return. Like, this is not much. This looks like Tank City returns here because it's a first rounder in two seconds. Uh, and a bunch of guys that aren't going to have, like, an immediate impact anyways. Is, yeah, yeah, is Portland think, also going to just... I, I, I think the thing that it? Portland's trying to do is uh, they know they can't get some of these players that they want with the uh, with with the players that they have. So we have to remember their trading contracts here, right? So yeah, at the at the end of the day, other teams want picks for good players that they have at the moment. So I think Portland's just trying to pick up picks because nobody wants their players in trades. So the people that do want their players in trades, they have uh, uh, different ideas for what they want. Like they like how the trade was uh, uh, structured here favors the the uh, Pelicans, but they still paid a lot, you know. Yeah. So so this is still going to be useful for uh, Portland because another team might want this uh, sex selection of assets rather than CJ. So I think that's what's happened here. Uh, it's a case of who's valuing what, and I. I could be giving them a lot of credit here and I really shouldn't be. But like, if this is what they're trying to do, it'll be amazing. All right. All right. Let's move on from that one quickly. We are running short of time. Um, Let's move on to, I I think in my opinion, I'm just going to call this out. I'm going to ask this question later as well. Uh, But this, this, this team was on my short list for guys who won the trade deadline. The Indiana Pacers. Now, the deadline got Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson for DeMontis Sabonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and a 2023 second-round pick. Sid, what do you think of this one? For the Let's start with the Pacers. What do you think of this for the Pacers? With uh, with Rick Carlisle in charge, they're clearly that, that teardown has finally happened. Uh, they said they were going to completely refresh that roster. Getting Tyrese Halliburton is, is, is a hell of a thing, though. It's fantastic. I it's mean, just, yeah. they, they also got, uh, they also traded Karis Levert to Cleveland and got a haul back for him as well. So, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we can actually India club that one in. Been... Let's, let's, let's just club that one as well. Let me get, yeah. let me get that up so we can discuss the Pacers with a little more clarity. Karis Levert goes to Cleveland uh, along with the 2022 second round pick. What they get back uh, is Ricky Rubio, a 2022 first round pick, a 2022 second and a 2027 second. So that pick cabinet is now stacked. Yeah, they've got like, some good picks absolutely now. Absolutely stacked. And with Tyrese Halliburton too, someone at the center who you know who can play uh, to kind of build around as well in the long run. Yeah. And one of the great, one of the great fucking player developers in Rick Carlisle as your coach. Yeah, I mean, you also have very dependable players in Brogdon and... Um, 
milestone or like it's not like they don't have people they don't have players they are they are a very competent nba team when they have everybody on the floor i think the rubio contract is also expiring and since he'll be yeah. like injured uh that that will also come into play somehow it, it it's a very uh, yeah it's just a very interesting situation that they find themselves in basically and they made some moves that like this t- this franchise refuses to tank right that's not what yeah. they do so for them it's about these kind of moves on the margins that gives them that give them extra picks that they're going to use to draft players basically and then these players are going to hit for them for these reasons that they always seem to find these players i mean i can't remember the last time they've had like a top 20 like top 10 pick you know top 15 yeah, pick yeah yeah they haven't like, they haven't i think um someone did this stat i think that last time that happened was either in the early 2000s or the or the mid 90s that the yeah, pacers that's crazy. were that bad and that was accidental like it wasn't an intentional tank because it didn't happen like 2 3 years in a row yeah yeah they don't it's, do it they don't do it it's it's insane so um i hope it works out there's a lot of gambling but you get tyrese halliburton that's amazing um sacramento keeps doing sacramento things just amazing uh, sacramento things they did get also buddy hill contract finally they did they, yes know, round of applause round of applause everybody because they did one thing smart what they did they did one thing smart two things stupid but they did do the one thing smart <laughs> which is a lot we have to credit the kings for that yeah but they, they didn't get nothing they got demantis <laughs> sabonis yeah they did no absolutely he's kind of the best Why? player in the deal See, Why? I don't understand. What are they fucking trying? They have a mandate to make the playoffs. They are fighting for tenth place. Yeah, but the they can't make the playoffs with three guards. They have to make. <laughs> they need other players also. <laughs> Just the dumbest. Like, why did the owner think? Okay, now is my moment to restart demanding success from this team, the, and I want to make Vivek, the playoffs. Vivek's moment is every moment. Okay, like that's what we've learned oh. so far. Every moment is his moment, and that's the problem. So I knew it. I knew they couldn't keep it in their pants for a whole year. No they chance. They had to no, do something it, dumb. Once that uh, story came out, but you know what? Out. I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to stop us both right here. So Bonus is the best player in this deal. Like oh, yeah. he just is. So he they he turned up to the to the Kings the next day and they scored 132 points and won. So <laughs> like I think uh, we have to remember that. That was ridiculous, man. I watched that game. He was just tossing assists around, getting in, scoring at will. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. So I don't know. Maybe the Kings will just fluke something. But act- actually, I think the Pacers clearly have the better end of this deal for what they're planning. Right uh, now, and the Pacers, of course, they have Buddy Hield. He may be on a bad contract, but he's still infinitely tradable. So the Pacers aren't even done with the the pieces of this, the fringes of this trade yet. So Buddy Hield will definitely go in the off season for sure. Someone's gonna pick him up, and they're gonna add even more value at that end. So, ah, Pacers doing amazing business, just fantastic business. I mean, this is you want to rebuild a roster, learn from the Pacers right now. Take fucking notes. All right. Is there another trade you want to discuss it? Because there's there's lots of stuff on the fringes. There's. Um... I think you want to talk about Derek White, right? Yes, I want to talk about Derek White. The Celtics picked up a, a a nice scrappy defender, and 
the Spurs did not do anything stupid trying to win now or get pop more wins. Did this? Did the Celtics finally have? They, have they finally realigned and gotten smart here? Because they've also gotten Daniel Theis in a deal for Dennis Schroeder, which you mentioned the all German, uh, yeah. the all German uh, adventure. Um, yeah. What do you think about uh, the Boston trades or the, just the Boston angle of it? Because this is really, um, this is uh, Brad Stevens' first trade deadline as the Celtics yeah. GM. He had a huge task ahead of him, trying to get through uh, all the contracts and all the machinations that have been done before. Uh, getting rid of Schroeder, I think, good business. I think they've gotten a nice defender at the end. What do you think? Do you think the Celtics did a good job this time? They were working on the fringes of their roster. They haven't traded Jalen Brown, for example, which was kind of what was discussed. Um, a lot they were going to try and break that system up but uh, I think not bad no from Brad Stevens on this one no I like it uh, yeah. I like it I think a lot of people are saying it's not much to not big upgrades and all but like listen I think Derek White is very underappreciated uh, he's he can he's shot some nice clutch threes I've seen his when when I watch San Antonio I always see him scoring in the third third and fourth quarters uh, the defense, like you said, really, really good. I think he's more of a team player and can buy into schemes better than Schroeder did. So that'll help a lot. And yeah, I think he'll also help out more with distribution because that's their main problem. Like uh, these guys aren't very good distributors themselves, Tatum and, and uh, Brown, but they are very ball dominant. Whereas um, this guy White is more of a system point guard. So he doesn't spend too much time with the ball. He plays off yeah. ball, but then he still makes plays when he gets involved in off ball actions. So in a very technical way, what I'm just saying is he complements their playing style. And I think he'll fit in really well. And he's going to be more, much more effective than Shooter. So that was the that was the right move there. Tice is really badly injured. Or he's just generally injured, I think. He had a really weird story that I was listening to. Um, he was playing in the World Cup, sorry, in the Olympics, and he had to pee, so he like ran mid-game oh, to, yes. to go pee. Yeah, and then and he, he tripped and yeah, hurt his himself. head. Was that him? Yeah. Or was that another yeah, guy? I, think, I do remember this. I think it's Thais. I'll have to look this up again, but I do remember this wait, story. So wait, wait, like, wait, this wait. Thais is German, sure. right? Thais is yeah, German, Thais is right? German. Okay, I'm thinking of an Australian player. I think. I know this happened. I'm just not sure it happened to Thais. Okay, okay. I take it back then. But, but my point is, I think Thais is injured, but I don't know what he's injured with. Um, but uh, he played for them before. They like him. He likes to play there. So that'll be good, right? Yeah. Uh, he's got he's got and... two more years left on that contract. It's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a great contract. It's not expiring. So it's kind of... It, it, it could go either ways. But it's um, fine. He yeah. just needs to do his role, which he's done here before. We've seen it. He's played with this team. So I think they'll be quite happy with him. Right. Uh, I, I think just the thing that I'm most excited about with uh, with getting Derek White on board, it does wonderful things for the Spurs as well, because it just, uh, they, they were guard heavy anyways, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, what this does, I think, for the Celtics is that you've got him next to Marcus Smart now. That is a real chokehold of a fucking defense now. Hmm. Like, that's that's a really great foundation now built off. That's something you no longer have to worry about. Your defense is rock fucking solid with Marcus Smart there. You've got two big giant wings. Um, 
Both of them, whom at least Jalen Brown for sure, uh, is a great two-way wing. And Jason Tatum, when it matters, has the size to be a really good defender. So that at least gives you a really, really great foundation. Dennis Schroeder was kind of the out-of-place guy there, that last-ditch, um, kind of last option that they had to bring in a guard. Uh, and I think, yeah, you're right about the playmaking. They still have not replaced Gordon Hayward's uh, playmaking from uh, two seasons ago. That is still, that's 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 the playmaking replacement they need. Because they need someone at that level to make this offense tick. I think this is a good upgrade in terms of playmaking, but it's a really smart upgrade in terms of defense. So yeah. I think that's that's definitely something that the, the Celtics have done right there. All right, other things have happened across the league. There have been a lot of trades, but these are the ones we chose to focus on. Um, Sid, last point. Unless, unless unless there's another trade you want to talk about. No, nothing major. Yeah. Like there's, lo- there's more, but we'll get to all of those at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. What I want to ask you now is... Of all the teams that have done business, and I think pretty much every single one of them have been involved. We were just talking before the show started that this might be one of the most crowded trade deadlines that we've seen um, in in all our years fight, fo- following the the games. Because you had the blockbuster, you had a second kind of mini blockbuster, you had a bunch of trades that are making headlines. So it was pretty. A lot pretty of crowded, franchises so. changing direction. Changing directions, refreshing rosters, like a lot has happened at this trade deadline. Like we still have to have kind of a bigger discussion on Portland and the Wizards because have they banked, have they not? These are all questions we need to talk about. So trade deadline, yeah. a lot happened. With all of that, with all the possibilities and predictions and, you know, chaos that could could happen as a result of what happened the trade deadline, which one team do you pick as the winner of the trade deadline overall? Not the best trade. Right, they could have made bad trades. They could have, like, for example, the Pelicans made an okay trade, but did they win the trade deadline because of what they charted out for the next three or four years for themselves? That's an example, right? So, which one team do you think won the trade deadline overall? It's a very tough one because this is so speculative, and some of these teams have made such that's, that's massive the whole trades. Point. No, yeah, but some of them the... made such massive trades that it's so hard to even like start Quantified, because each of these. Right? moves themselves is so uh, it could go so up and down i mean we touched upon india and i think that that they did really well uh, i like what they did but they did move around the margins i think if you look at the big trade here uh hard to see beyond uh, uh the the nets getting ben simmons ah okay i i did my red herring earlier about the pacers but i was actually going to choose the nets myself yeah, ah, hmm. it's just tough. I mean, it fits too well. He's he doesn't want to shoot, and they don't want him to shoot because they want to shoot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they don't have anyone who's tall and can defend. Now they have two guys. In I mean, like Drummond will at least get rebounds, which they're also bad at. Uh, they also have no. shooting in Seth Curry, so that's kind of awesome. And they got some picks back after they gave up all their picks to get Harden in the first place. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's. I think I was going to get into this, this week's podcast thinking, oh man, I should not have said like, I think Brooklyn's going to win for sure, you know, because they were playing so badly and it didn't look well. They didn't look right, right, because of Harden and Kyrie and Durant's injury. I was like, oh man, I bet like the Bucks, the Heat, everyone else is better now. Uh, but now with this trade, I don't know. It's back on, I think. I think that, that if KD comes out healthy and doesn't feel any like issues, 
they are at the plane tournament right now but they'll get through that if he comes back healthy and once he does get through that i think it will be good man like it's very tough to look beyond it because i don't really believe harden's game is going to improve now i i i disagree with you on that last point everything else you had me i think harden's game is going to be fine i think harden's been completely phoning it in this season i think i think he hit his kind of fuck this moment last year itself right um and all through this season watching after after what harden and him um, harden and kerry went through where, where they were literally 2 inches away from the nba finals and watching kyrie come back and say oh you know what after missing 15 20 games because for personal reasons last season i'm not going to sit out half the fucking games because i don't want to take a vaccine he'd already hit fuck it and harden hitting fuck it is literally putting on 20 pounds in the course of a week right that's that's the extreme that harden can go to so on that yeah. last point i i kind of disagree with you there yeah but like but, think about it this way anytime harden is inconvenienced now he just gives up but now he's got daryl mori back and daryl mori tolerated that man for 8 years or 6 years yeah but that if, if there was a gm quit. if there was nah. a gm that could handle james harden it is only daryl mori sam presti couldn't do it sean marks couldn't do it daryl mori managed it for a very long time before before he basically ran out of ways to team build around him like he just he ran out of assets to throw at james harden but he took he got he got him four bites of the cherry in a conference final Okay, so, I don't know. I I still think that James Harden is like he's just not at the races anymore. Like his life has changed. He's not like super hungry on the basketball court. Like I don't feel like he plays like that anymore. Like he seems to have reached into entered a new phase in his career where he's like I just want to be comfortable and then kind of when I feel like it I want to compete, you know. So I don't want to be on the bad team, but I want to sort of look like I'm competing. That's what I think he is. I think on the next episode, you're just gonna have to eat some chicken wings and beer uh, instead of humble pie because James Harden's gonna gonna fuck shit up in Philly. I, I believe okay, it. He's already landed. That. He's already landed. He's done the dap. Uh, uh, Daryl Morey came to see him at the airport. The first handshake at the airport was Daryl Morey. If you've seen that video, uh, this is real love, and it's gonna blossom into a into a fantastic team. Now, can I just say Daryl Morey is really tall? Dan Morris a tall guy right yeah dude like unless he unless that's a perspective issue i didn't i don't think so 64 dan morris 6 fucking feels four? like he must be at least 60 is that is that why he wins so many trades because he's just so huge i mean the minutes you want to get so it's not like dan age is what 6362 he's a point guard for the celtics yeah, so yeah but what six, i'm saying is like uh, all these spots are filled by other basketball guys only so it's not like they're short that's also true yeah so, i mean vlade divac is in this in this yeah, group somewhere exactly. he shows up for meetings yeah. 7 1 uh, all right so just my just my last thoughts on the nets um so i, I would have picked the pacers i really would have picked the pacers because i think they they've over this deadline Like, yeah, like, <laughs> they've got. Who doesn't want Halliburton? You know, I'm not even as. I think it's the combo of Halliburton and Rick Carlisle. Like that's what I'm most excited. They've got a. They've got a great coach, who can shepherd this young team to really great heights. They're still not done picking up assets because they're going to trade Buddy Hield at the draft to get something for sure. Uh, I I really would have picked the Pacers, but but the thing of it is that with Ben Simmons locking down defense for the Nets. not caring about offense being finally the true kind of version of Draymond Green that 
he that Ben Simmons has been hyped to be for the last two or three years. He can finally do that. Um, and Kyrie coming back as well. Ah, oh, they're so well set up for the fucking... And I, I hate it. I, I hate saying it. But they are now instant contenders. We can hope all we want for the Bucks and the Heat to fucking make it and get out. Um, and I would love it if that if that happened and the Bucks still made the finals again. I mean, the Heat are looking awesome. Bam is back. Like, it's looking great. They are, they are, but I, I think if if the if New York changes its mandates and it's every game for Kyrie and KD's back and KD seems to be rather impervious to injuries, uh, he doesn't seem to lose much of a step over these injuries. So it's not like yeah, but he's going to come back. getting more of them than ever before. Huh? Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Once that big injury happens, you know, that's just how it is. The rest of them keep coming in, but you need, you need a month from him. That's it. You just need that month. You need him fit for the playoffs. 16 games, man. That's it. Uh, and if that happens, it's done. Like, Ben Simmons is going... can He can defend five positions. There's no overstating that. There's no overstating his contribution on defense. He is a defensive fucking unicorn, that man. It's. I think it's going to be incredible to watch. And, and also the other thing, you mentioned it. The underrated part of this deal is fucking Seth Curry because they really did just... Lock up that extra shooter that they need who's going to be open yeah, all the fucking important. time. Seth Curry's going to eat like it's a fucking buffet, man. Also, they got it's going to be center. amazing. Yeah, with Tristan Thompson. Yes. So, it's... I think this is just... It's, no, they got it's Drummond. Great, great. Oh, sorry. They got Drummond. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Also, just, just one correction. The, net, uh, the Nets didn't get any picks. Nets, uh, oh, the Nets got some picks. Sorry, yeah. They got a first-rounder, uh, the two first-rounders with protection. So, they also got some picks back, which it's fine. They're Sixers picks. Uh, could be worth something. Could be nothing. Probably but, not. Um, yeah. But I think it's fantastic. Slamming trade. Um, and I think they've they've set themselves up for an incredible playoffs. And if nothing else, this drama is just going to keep us fueled for months. Oh, man. There's just going to be more. That first game back. There's going to be more that, stuff. We'll watch the first game live, and I guarantee you, for five days, we can do podcasts every day just of the content of that game. What happened in the locker room? What happened in the tunnel? On the on the court, Harden said something to this one, and then Kyrie burned some fucking sage, so, so Harden pissed on it. Like anything could happen. Okay, in that, let's just, just that game. you know what? Let's just commit to it now. We're going to do a podcast we'll do after that. that game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 9 a.m. podcast right after that game. And <laughs> yeah. We'll just go through it. We'll go through every single aspect of it. I will be just mainlining coffee to be awake at that hour, Let's to go. be speaking at that hour. But yeah, we're doing it. We're fucking doing it. Lock it down. I love it. All right. With that, our our mini our mini look, because everyone else is doing three and four hours. We don't have the fucking stamina to do that shit. Uh, or the know-how, or knowledge, or ability, yeah. or like, <laughs> really, patience. Like, if you notice, we haven't discussed cap space at all. We don't care. We don't understand cap space. We don't know anything. It's just, amazing that we're here at all. And yeah. the smoke. Yeah, that's what we're here for. All right. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for our trade deadline retrospective. Thank you so much, Sid. Thank you, guys. We will see you next time to discuss what happens with James Harden. That's a bet now. Uh, we have uh, we've called it out. Are there some games? Two games between now and next Sunday when we come back. I, I think I have, will probably play. I have no idea. We'll see. We'll see what he does. Well, he's not injured anymore. That's for fucking sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we will see you next time. Bye bye.